الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان وبعد. This Mubarak night, Allah subhanahu wa taala accept from everybody. Allah Ta'ala write for the Ummah Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a good destiny in this world and in the hereafter and all of its individuals from the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and from the time of Sayyidina Adam Alayhi Salaam until the last until the last person who says La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah leaves this world. All of them are from the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because even those who came before his Bi'atha Mubarakah, their Iman wasn't complete except for by believing in him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give khair for this ummah and give it a tomorrow that's better than it's today and protect it from its enemies and raise from amongst it those who will protect it and carry its work and scatter those who would harm it and those who would try to destroy it or push it off of its path or those who would be uh, indifferent or cruel to its, its, its destiny or those who would be cruel or indifferent to its suffering. Allah ta'ala make us from amongst the former and not amongst the latter. So we read today from the Tazkirah Mashaykh Chisht, the the Tabaqa or the bio, biographical entry on uh, Fudail bin Iyad, who was a, a, a famous, a legendary figure in the spiritual history of Islam, and uh, uh, somebody who, uh, from amongst the Salaf, was well known, a person who made Toba and entered this path uh, in his later uh, adulthood. Um, but ended up achieving such a rank spiritually and such a rank in knowledge that uh, 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 that he became a a star in the ummah. Um, he's, his hadiths are narrated in the books of hadith, including Bukhari. Bukhari was so exacting in his narration that he didn't even narrate from Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. Why? Because there are hadiths that he found that are the same hadiths that Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah ta'ala narrated but someone else narrated it with a shorter chain. So the fact that uh, he narrated from Fudail bin Ayyad is not because he liked him, but because he had to narrate from him. That was his maqam from the muhaddithin, that there are certain hadith that, that, that he couldn't get except for through his, through his chain. And uh, this is a sign of acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he's a person who had a, a kind of a, a, a rocky beginning in his life. He made tawbah and walked the path of righteousness and and, and, and flew to the highest of ranks. Uh, so it's an inspiration for those of us who, you know, may lament some things that we did in our earlier years. Khaja Fudail bin Iyad bin Mas'ud bin Bishop Tamimi, rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala. His honorific titles are Abu Ali and Abu Fadl. Some have also mentioned Abu Fayd. His original homeland was Kufa. He was born in either Samarkand or in Bukhara. Beside being the disciple of Abu Ab, Ab, uh, Abdul Wahid bin Zaid, who was the disciple of Al Hasan al Basri, which we uh, talked about a couple of days earlier, he also was the disciple of Abu Iyad bin Mansur bin Ma'mar al Sulami, uh, who was uh, who was the disciple of Muhammad bin Habib, who was the disciple of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Sadiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. In this way, his silsila reached Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam through the medium of Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. In addition to uh, uh, through Al Hasan al Basri, through Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he fasted continuously, not eating for five days at a time, beside the minimum 
uh, needed to break fast at the time of iftar. He would perform 500 raka'at of salat every day. The author of Anwarul Arifin uh, narrated that once uh, Khaja Fudail washed a limb uh, in wudu twice by error instead of three times. That night, he saw Rasulullah telling him in a dream, Fudail, it was not expected of you to omit my sunnah in wudu. His eyes opened with shock and fear. To compensate for the omission and as a penance, he imposed 500 raka'at of salat on himself daily for a full year. And this is what tasawwuf is. It's your allegiance to the Prophet ﷺ and your love of him and your love of his sunnah and your following of his sunnah and your holding fast to his sunnah uh, so much so that something that other people may consider insignificant is to you dearer than life itself. Any Sufism that doesn't have this love for the sunnah is all goof and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Nor does it have to do with our mashaykh. May Allah Ta'ala sanctify their secret. In the beginning, before he entered his path to Allah Ta'ala, Fulayl bin Iyad was the leader of a band of brigands and highway robbers. All of the members of his band were in his company, but in spite of his profession of brigandry, he was strict in performing salat uh, in congregation and in uh, regularly performing nafil prayers and nafil fasting. And this happens, this happens. There are people who are in all sorts of things. If Allah Ta'ala will raise Sayyidina Musa salam in the house of Fir'aun, uh, then uh, you know anything is possible. People have their beginnings. You have no idea who is what and who is where. If a person finds themselves stuck in a in a, in a strange place, then keep your your heart attached to Allah Taala and keep asking for His help and keep trying your best. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, who knows what He can do for you and what He'll do for for you. Once on a mission of robbery, he had heard someone reciting this ayah. أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ He heard the ayah, has it not come time for those who believe to humble their hearts in front of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Uh, this story, by the way, I'm reading from the Tazkirah Mashayikh Chisht of, of Mona Zakaria, Rahimullah Ta'ala. Um, this story is also mentioned in the Kashful Mahjub. In the Kashful Mahjub, it's mentioned that the caravan... Uh, there was a caravan that was uh, going out and people warned the, the, the leader of the caravan that this is a, a, a route that is uh, stalked and preyed on by Fudail and him and his band of robbers are very effective at getting what they want. And uh, so instead of spending the money on security, he hired a Qur'an reciter to go at the head of the caravan and recite Qur'an. Because he said, I heard that Fudayl is a pious man and he has a soft spot, soft spot for, for, for piety. So I'm going to do this instead. And this is the Qadr of Allah Ta'ala. Many of the ayat of the Qur'an, they pass us by and we pass, we pass them by. And uh, we never give them any thought. And the scarier thing is that it never gives us any thought. Um, Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst the, those that He wishes to keep for Himself and His Rida, and not amongst those that uh, He wishes to discard. So this ayah, it's an ayah all of us read, all of us hear, uh, has very little impact on many people, but it had a big impact on him. أَلَمْ يَعْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Has it not come time for those who believe to humble their hearts uh, in front of the remembrance of Allah? 
when he heard this in the middle of his charging the caravan with his band, uh, he stopped and said, yes, the time has arrived and I have returned to Allah Ta'ala. When Allah Most High wishes something to happen, He creates the appropriate conditions from it. From the very inception of His profession, He would keep an account of the details of whoever His band robbed. Names, amounts, etc. were recorded. This re- record proved highly beneficial when He repented and abandoned His evil profession. He made amends and compensated everyone who He had robbed. By the way, this process took years. This is not something that He just like publicly made an announcement and whatever. This process took years. He went around from place to place looking for people and made amends with, the, amends with them. However, one Jew refused to forgive him, claiming that the bag that was taken from him was filled with gold. No matter how many oaths Hazrat Fuzail took, the Jew was adamant in his refusal. Finally, the Jew said, I have already taken an oath not to forgive you as long as you do not give me the bag full of gold. Therefore, enter my house and you will see a box in which there is a bag of gold. Bring it to me so that my oath can be discharged. I shall then forgive you. Khaja Fudail brought the bag to the Jew. When the Jew opened the bag, it was full of gold. He then said, I was convinced of the sincerity of your repentance. This bag had contained stones. I read in the Torah that even sand will turn into gold at the hands of a person who repents sincerely. The Jew then accepted Islam. He said, I have read in the Torah that even sand will turn into gold in the hands of a person who repents sincerely. The Jew then accepted Islam. One day, Khaja Fudail passed by a caravan. The people of the caravan were speaking amongst themselves and were saying that in this area, there's a notorious robber named Fudail. The people were full of fear as the caravan had to journey through the territory where Fudail's band of brigands formerly operated. Khaja Fudail, upon hearing this conversation, said, Good news for you, Fudail has repented and now he fears from you and flees from you just as you fear him. Khaja Fudail migrated to Kufa after his repentance and stayed for some time in the company of Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah. With the intention of taking the discipleship of Khaja Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, he went to Basra. When he reached Basra to his dismay, he discovered that uh, uh, Al-Hassan al-Basri had passed away. He therefore... Uh, took the discipleship of Khaja Abdul Wahid bin Zayd He earned a livelihood for himself and his family by working as a water carrier, filling water for people in their homes. And by the way, uh, those of you who have um, you know, lived in the village or in the desert in the Badia before, you know water is extremely heavy and carrying it is, is a very uh, laborious task. It's basically brute labor and uh, it's not something that's easy. And uh, you should take a lesson from the fact that Khaja Fudail bin Iyad, who is a narrator who was found in Bukhari and uh, one of the spiritual superstars of the spiritual history of, of the Ummah, was what? He was carrying water for people. And there's no shame in it. If there's shame in labor, then this wouldn't be possible. But he is of the most honored of people. Wal Kasibu Habibullah, the one who what? The one who earns for himself, an honest living for himself and for his family, that person is the beloved one of Allah Ta'ala. And to provide halal rizq for your family is always honorable. There's no such thing as a good job or a bad job or a big job or a small job. As long as your job is halal, there's honor in all of it. There's honor in all of it. Unfortunately, we don't have this, this, this understanding which is based on deen and based on the sunnah. 
So we, uh, you know, look down on certain professions and we uh, extol certain professions. In the most disgraceful uh, cases, we extol certain professions that have uh, a makruh or mushtabah, uh, or, or doubtful earnings, or even in the most ugliest of cases that there are haram earnings that a person would rather work at the bank for, for an insurance company or for, you know, in, in some sort of shop where they lie and cheat people or in some sort of business in which there's dishonesty or deception, uh, they would rather do that than actually earn an honest living. And if you're surprised that Khaja Fudayl bin Iyad used to carry water for people, uh, uh, then know that there's someone even higher in the silsila that used to do the exact same work, which is Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Uh, and, and those people were the Ahlullah and the awliya of Allah ta'ala. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu one day became Amir al-Mu'mineen as well. And uh, maybe if we did a little bit of honest work ourselves, uh, and worked hard and broke a sweat in order to earn our living. Uh, Allah Ta'ala would put barakah in our, our livelihood as well, and barakah in our days and in our dhikr and in our, uh, uh, in our sadaqat and in our, our, our salawat. If we worked a hard day and gave that pure money for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, maybe He would accept it from us as well. It's not to say that you know if you're wealthy or if you have a, some sort of skilled job that you're horrible and going to hell, but there's, no, there's nothing wrong with doing the, the physical labor. Uh, for yourself and for your family. In fact, there's great barakah in it. Khaja Abu Ali said, I stayed in the company of Khaja Fudayl for 30 years and saw him laugh only once. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah ta'ala. Yes, the same Imam Ahmad. Uh, he said that uh, uh, he heard Fudayl bin Iyad, rahimahullah, say, he who pursues leadership will be disgraced. And this is Imam Ahmad quoting who? Fudayl bin Iyad, but people, uh, I guess, uh, seem to have, uh, you know, found some other way of, of doing their Islam. When Imam Ahmad requested uh, Fudayl bin Iyad for nasiha, for, for, for sincere advice, he was told, remain insignificant and do not live as a great man. Khaja Fudayl said, he who acquires the gnosis of Allah Ta'ala without love will be destroyed by pride. He who acquires the fear of Allah without love will find himself off from Allah by terror and despondency. And this is a, a statement of very fine quality, because the gnosis of Allah Ta'ala without His love is what, uh, uh, what, what Iblis had. Iblis was the Mu'allamul Mala'ika, he was the student of the angels. Hazrat um, uh, Mufti Shafi, rahimahullah Ta'ala, Shafi, the, 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 the father of Mufti Taqi, uh, uh, um, he said this, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that Iblis had three Ayns, and he lacked a fourth. The three ayns were that, that he had the irfan of Allah Ta'ala, he knew Allah Ta'ala. Uh, that's why even after rebelling against him, he would make dua that, 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 I, that, that I swear an oath by your name, uh, that I will lead them astray, uh, and I'll do this and I'll do that. And he asked Allah Ta'ala for respite until the Yawm Al-Qiyamah, despite having rebelled against him, knowing that Allah Ta'ala uh, um, is Al-Kareem, the, the generous one, and he uh, uh, gives to the one who asked, to, asked from him. And he had ibadah, it's said that he, there is not a mobi'a shibrin, there's not a hand's breadth worth of space in the heavens or the earth except for Iblis made sajda to Allah Ta'ala in it. And uh, he, he had the ilm that he was a student of the angels. So he had ilm and, and irfan and uh, uh, ibadah, but the fourth ayn he lacked, which is what ishq, he had no love for Allah Ta'ala. If he had the love for Allah Ta'ala, he would have complied with Allah's order to make sajda out of Allah Ta'ala's love and it would have been better for him. 
But because he had all of those things without Allah Ta'ala's love, it utterly destroyed him. Uh, and uh, he will see the son of Adam make sajda, and he'll weep and say that this sajda, this is the sajda, if I had just done it, Allah Ta'ala would have forgiven me because I was uh, too obstinate and I refused to do it because of it, I'll be in the hellfire forever and ever. Uh, the other point about the fear of Allah Ta'ala without Allah's love, Allah Ta'ala is the one who Himself wrote upon Himself that His mercy outstrips His wrath. Allah Ta'ala is Himself the one who reassures the believers again and again, لا تقنتوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Say to my slaves that have committed excess amongst, against themselves, do not... Uh, give up hope ever in the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Indeed, He forgives all sins. Indeed, He is the forgiving and the, 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 the merciful. And so the person who their fear is imbalanced with, without any love for Allah Ta'ala, A, they are disobeying a Qur'anic injunction. B, they are uh, under the strange uh, misunderstanding and inappropriate understanding of Allah Ta'ala that somehow their sins are greater than His mercy. And uh, 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 three, they are not going to be able to function without uh, uh, psychiatric stress uh, of Allah's fear. Uh, uh, they're not going to be, be able to function. They'll become literally mentally ill. Uh, and that's not what the point of the deen is. In fact, Allah Ta'ala says in His book, Taha, ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'an al-Tashqa. He says, Oh Muhammad alayka salatu wasalam, we didn't send this Qur'an down on you so that you should be wretched. Uh, the, the point of the deen is not so that you should like uh, become a you know basket case out of out of out of like nerve wracking fear. Rather, the fear is also something that's for your own good. Cultivation of divine fear tempered with the love of Allah Taala results in Allah's proximity. Allah will honor a man uh, of such fear and love. Khaja Fudail bin Iyad said, "Faith becomes perfect only when one fulfills all commands, abstains from all pro- uh, prohibitions, and is contented with the decrees." Uh, uh, and the, the decisions uh, uh, of Allah Ta'ala and fears the possibility of divine rejection. All of us should f- fear that possibility, Ya Allah, in this Mubarak night. Write us from amongst the ones that you love and the ones that you accept, not amongst those who you reject. Khaja Fudail bin Iyad said, to abstain from doing an act to show others is showing off. And doing an act to show others is as if you associate partners with him. He said to abstain from doing an act to show others is, is showing off. So when you're doing something and you think, oh, maybe I'm just doing it to show other people and then you stop doing it, that itself is an act of showing off because the reason you stopped is because other people are watching. So the proper course of action then is to not stop the good deed you're about to do, rather rectify your intention and say, I'm doing it only for Allah Ta'ala. He says to abstain from doing an act to show others is showing off. And then at that point, if you still do it just to show show to others, he says, as if it's shirk, as if it's uh, it's like uh, uh, as if you're uh, worshiping other than Allah. If you live in a place where you see no people, nor does anyone see you, then you are most fortunate. He said, "I am grateful to a man who does not greet me nor visits me when I'm sick." He said, "Of greater surprise than seeing someone crying in Jannah is to see someone laughing on Earth." He says, "You wouldn't see someone crying in Jannah. There is no point to it." So he said, of greater surprise than seeing someone crying in Jannah is to see someone laughing on earth. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Never hope to find three people. One, an alim 
who practices according to the degree of his knowledge. Number two, a person who has such sincerity uh, according to the uh, degree of uh, the virtue of his deeds. And number three, uh, a brother who is without fault. You will never find any of these three. And uh, this, is, this is very real. And uh, the, the alim should fear this. And the one who's doing good deeds should fear this regarding his own uh, 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 ikhlas and his sincerity. And uh, a person should fear this about themselves when uh, thinking about his conduct toward his brother. And on the flip side, you should forgive other people. Why? Because nobody is, nobody is perfect. Uh, you should fear for yourself and forgive others. In other words, if you search for perfection in human beings, you will be deprived of the acquisition of goodness and benefit. He said, two acts corrupt the heart, sleeping much and eating much. Once people asked for his opinion regarding the people of Arafat, he responded, if Hudayl is not amongst them, they will be forgiven. Which is what Husn al-Dhan regarding the people and, uh, and, and suspicion of his own nafs, which is what? Which is the nafs al-lawama, is the, the, the foundation of the sainthood of any of the saints. People asked, When will friendship with Allah Ta'ala be perfect? Fudayl replied, When Allah's bestowing and withholding are equal in one's estimate. Meaning, if you are equally happy with getting good fortune with Allah Ta'ala than you are with uh, the um, dismay of difficulty in life. When both of those are equal in your heart, then your friendship with Allah Ta'ala is perfect. And if you think about this, this is very difficult because we ask so many things from Allah Ta'ala and we're only happy with Him when we, when we get what we get. Uh, the day that getting and not getting is equal in your heart, that's a sign that you're a perfect wali of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us from, from, from His wilaya and give us from His karam, even though it's so hard, it's so hard. Sometimes you shudder to think about how, how would that be. But uh, really the ones who Allah loves, He gives it to. The ones who He gives it to are fortunate ones. He said, Allah Most High afflicts worldly worry on uh, the one He loves. And He grants worldly comfort to the one He dislikes. He said, Curse descends on, on a man who professes friendship for a brother while his heart hates him. Such a person may become blind and deaf. Being two-faced with people is, is not cool. It's not good. And Rasulullah he says that uh, Allah Ta'ala will not speak to a two-faced person. Meaning what? That person will call on him and Allah Ta'ala will completely ignore that person. Allah Ta'ala protect us and make us amongst those who keep it real. Sometimes we're so concerned with what people think about us. We should be a little bit more concerned. We should be a lot more concerned with how Allah Ta'ala thinks about us. Being two-faced is hated by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Once while he was sitting in a masjid, the man came and sat close to him. Khaja Fudayl asked him uh, his reason for sitting by him. The man replied, to derive spiritual love from your heart. Fudayl said, this is terror, not love. Either you leave or I will leave. The man reluctantly departed. Once in Arafat, crying and sobbing, Khaja Fudayl looked toward the sky as the sun was about to set. Holding his beard, he exclaimed, even if you, when addressing himself, even if you are forgiven, you will be a great embarrassment for me. And this is the sign of the perfection of the sainthood of a saint that he is so beholden to his own faults that it overwhelms him. He said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, O people, always be grateful for the bounties of Allah. Seldom has Allah Ta'ala reinstated the favors for which he has snatched from a people. Meaning what? Be grateful for what you have. Once he takes it away, it's very rare that you, you, you get anything back.
This is something I heard from uh, uh, from from the mashaykh that you will either be grateful for the deeds while enjoying them, and if you're not, you'll be grateful for them and recognize their greatness after they've been snatched away. Allah Ta'ala protect us and uh, vouchsafe for us his, his blessings in this world and the hereafter and not take them away. He said, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, even if the entire world is bestowed to me with the assurance that no reckoning will take place, I too shall abhor it just as you abhor the rotting corpse of a dead animal. He said, entry into the world is simple, emergence from it is difficult. Blessed are the ones who are not engrossed in it and not drowning in it. He said, a man who desires that people listen attentively to his discourses is not one who has renounced this world. If you desire that people listen to you uh, attentively, even if you're living in a tent out in the uh, out in the field, you're not a zahid. You're a person of the dunya. He said, when someone slanders you, know that he is more beneficial to you than a friend because he transfers his virtuous deeds to you through his slander. He said, rahimahullah, when one, once when uh, uh, Sufyan bin Uyayna rahimahullah, a great muhaddith, uh, visited Fudayl bin Ayad, he said. At one time, you, the ulama, were the lanterns of guidance for the cities, but now you are the darkness for the cities. You at one time were for the people the stars of guidance like the stars in heavens by means of which people acquired their direction. Now you have become for the world a source of confusion. You have no shame for Allah Ta'ala. You visit the wealthy and accept their gifts without ex- investigating whether uh, halal or haram is what was used to ex- acquire uh, uh, those gifts. Then you stand in the mihrab of the masjid and narrate a hadith. This is uh, the 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 kalam of Fudayl bin Iyad narrated by Sufyan bin Uyayna. Once, when Sufyan bin Uyayna visited Fudayl bin Iyad, he said that Fudayl said to him, "At one time, you the ulama were the lanterns of guidance for the cities." Now you are the darkness for the cities. You at one time were the people. Uh, you were st- for the people stars of guidance, like the stars in the heavens, by means of which people acquire their direction. Now you have become for the world a source of confusion. You have no shame in front of Allah. You visit the wealthy and accept their gifts without investigating whether uh, the gifts are halal or haram. Then you stand in the mihrab of the masjid, narrating the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. While Khaja Fudayl was admonishing such, uh, Sufyan bin Uyayna lowered his head, uh, reciting istighfar and seeking forgiveness from Allah Ta'ala. And there's a difference, by the way, by, you know, for those people, there's some people who are haters of the ulama and they're haters of the deen. And they say stuff, what? Because their they're hate for the, the ilm and their hate of the Prophet ﷺ and the hate for the ones who represent Rasulullah wasallam. This, this kalam, you can tell by its context, is not like that. It's a lament that what that people have taken up uh, uh, learning the deen for the purposes of the dunya. And uh, he was reminding them lest they go down this path. And uh, this is a reminder that's more valid in this time, so much more manifold, more valid in this time than, uh, uh, than it ever was before. So if you're studying deen, if you're studying Arabic, if you're studying uh, hadith and you're studying fiqh and you're studying... Uh, uh, you know, aqidah and all of these things uh, in order that you can, you know, and you've already set up your, your YouTube and you already set up your uh, Facebook and you already set up your Twitter and followers and you already know how much you're going to charge honorarium and you already, all of these things, you're already set up with these things. 
um, then then uh, you know this path is not yours. You know you're you're following another path. Good luck with all of that. Uh, um, it's, this path, this path is chalked out by these mashaykh. Uh, this silsila, this is not your silsila. Good luck with uh, whatever other path you have for the sake of Allah Taala. Uh, I, I hope it works out, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out to me. Um, and according to this kalam that the mashaykh have, it doesn't seem like it's going to work out that a person should uh, sell the deen uh, in order to make a, a livelihood. It would have been better that a person just became a water carrier. And, uh, you know, someone might say, well, we have, to, we have to have people listen. If nobody listens, if we don't reach people or whatever, then, uh, you know, how is the deen going to be uh, preserved? And the fact of the matter is Allah Ta'ala is the one who took it upon himself to preserve the deen. And even from a practical point of view, by having insincere people who have abandoned the ways of the Prophet wasallam and uh, the aslaf and the mashayikh and the pious and the righteous, um, the Islam that they're going to preserve and transmit is going to be a type of darkness, not, a, not, not the light that it was meant to be. And ultimately, only the light of those who are sincere, even if they didn't have a million Facebook uh, followers or whatever, that's the only thing that will endure and that will survive. All of the rest will perish. Uh, and if it doesn't perish in this world, it will, uh, it will be burned forever in the fires of hell. May Allah Ta'ala be our, 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 our protection. Allah Ta'ala be our protection. You know, if you're, if you're doing it, you know, it's just so that you can... Uh, you know, one day give the Jummah khutbah or something like that, then, uh, you know, uh, the good news is that Allah Ta'ala always accepts tawbah from a person. It's never too late to change your, uh, to change your uh, intention. It's not, it's not what you should be doing it for. Khaja Fudayl said, Luqman al-Hakim, Luqman al-Hakim, Ta'ala, who was a, an Abyssinian slave, was the judge and the Qadi of Banu Israel. He acquired his rank by abstaining from futile speech and acts and by the truth of his tongue. He said if the ulama adopted zuhud, that they should do without the, the material, uh, the material uh, goods of this world, the necks of great oppressors will bend in submission in front of them. But alas, they spend their knowledge on affluent people of the world in exchange for worldly gain. They have therefore fallen in the estimation of the people, which is exactly what's happening right now. Uh, you see, you know, people will give bayans and big masajid. The hafaz themselves will say, oh, how many people, how many sufuf are there in this masjid? And uh, if there's not a certain requisite of people and a certain requisite amount of money, they won't uh, perform taraweeh there. Uh, you know, they, they, the nasullah al-afiyah, Allah Ta'ala be our protection. Uh, this is not the way forward. Uh, and it's true, this is why this, is why the, why this uh, you know, the scholarly class has been humiliated in front of people, whereas they used to be aloof uh, from the people of money, and because of that, their, their, their legitimacy was, was vouchsafed. Uh, but because they sold out, they become the plaything of the rich. He said, Rahimullah Ta'ala, one who indulges in association with people will most certainly be trapped in showing off. Indulges in the association of people. One thing is to associate with people. One thing is to, to crave to crave their attention. That person will always be trapped in showing off. Allah Ta'ala forgive us. Allah Ta'ala forgive me. He said, I lament an alim with whom the world plays. If the hearts of the people of the Quran and Hadith, i.e. the ulama, become disenchanted with the world, the people will not be able to manipulate them. Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst them. He said, my heart is agitated greatly when I hear that an alim or an abid went to hajj on the money of a trader. He said, if the intention for the acquisition of knowledge is correct, 
then there is no superior act than the acquisition of knowledge. But generally, the intention of pursuing knowledge is not so that a person can uh, uh, make amal on it, so that a person can practice it. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to change our intentions. Again and again, every, every moment we should rectify and renew our intention. His passing from this world. Shaykh Fudayl bin Iyad rahimahullah ta'ala died in the Haram Sharif on the 3rd of Rabi'ul Awwal uh, in the year 187 uh, after Hijrah. His grave is near the grave of Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha. Some people claim that he died in the month of Muharram. When he heard a Qari reciting Surah Al-Qari'ah, he let out a heart-piercing scream and passed from this world. Shaykh Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah ta'ala says that when uh, Khadija Fudayl passed away, the heavens cried and an ominous silence settled over the world. It's very strange that he mentions this. This is the same thing that Hazrat Shaykh mentions that he experienced uh, on two occasions. The greater, the greater was when Mawana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi left this world. He said, I looked in the skies and it's as if the skies themselves were sad on that day. And he said that I only felt something similar to that on the day when Shah Abdul Rahim Raipuri Rahimullah Ta'ala passed away, who is the Sheikh of my Sheikhs. Sheikh Khajar Fudail had five well-known uh, khulafa or disciples that he that took from him the nisbah. Uh, Sultan Ibrahim bin Adham rahimullah ta'ala and Sheikh Muhammad Shirazi rahimullah ta'ala Khaja Bishr Hafi rahimullah ta'ala uh, uh, Sheikh Abu Raja Attar and Khaja Abdullah Sabari rahimullah ta'ala of these five illustrious souls uh, uh, Khaja Sultan Ibrahim bin Adham appears in our shajara and uh, inshallah we'll have a, a chance to uh, hear his biography sometime soon allah ta'ala accept from everyone everyone who hears please say allahumma allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna with the intention of, of of all of us the entire ummah allah ta'ala if he accepts from one of us may accept from us all may allah ta'ala revive the remembrance uh, of him and the remembrance of his prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the remembrance of his deen in the remembrance of the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, amongst the people of this Ummah, like it was before that it captured their imaginations, rather than something that they threw behind their back before embarking on the journey of the people who the people who Allah Taala didn't love. Allah Taala protect us and 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 make for us and build for us a life founded on the remembrance of Him alone. Wassalli wassalli mubarak ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.